Welcome back, everybody. Hello. How's it going, Danny? It is going pretty well. Can't complain. Good. It was beautiful today. I went, I took old, me and Ro went on a little walk. We did. Her first stroller ride. Aww. So we actually went for a walk the other day and I just took her, I have like a, what, um, it's called a Moby wrap for anybody that doesn't know. Um, it's just like one of those like little wrap things and you shove her in there and you just, you know, she's attached to your chest. Um, I have, so I have one of those and we went for a walk, but I, today I whipped out the old stroller for the first time and we went on like a three mile walk. It was very refreshing. It I almost, I had to drive out of town for a hearing today mm-hmm. and I almost opened up my roof just to let the fresh air. Just let your hair fly. Let it, let it fly. Let it blow in the wind. I don't know. I can't believe it. it was like 50. When I looked at my, at the temp, it was like 52 in the middle of fucking January, you guys. Like. It's wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so we went on a walk today. I've just been hard at it. I had like a to-do list today and I think I crossed off almost everything on my list today, which is wild. Doesn't that feel good? It, it really does. It really makes you feel productive. Mm-hmm. But then like one of the last things on my list was to work out because I'm technically still not supposed to until I have a doctor appointment on Friday. So I think that like I can after that because they're supposed to tell you wait six weeks. But I mean, she's like five weeks old. It's fine. You're close. Yeah. But, um. I wanted to work out today, so I downloaded that the Sweat app, which okay. is like that Kayla Eatsness. I can't say. I haven't heard of this. Um, uh, and they wanted like they had equip like you needed like equipment, and then I got like overwhelmed. I'm like, well, I'm I'm at home. I don't have workout equipment, and then I just gave up. And I was like, okay, I'll just You're like I'll do a walk. Yeah, I'll I, walk I, it off. Yeah, I was like, well, I technically must just work out for another week. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm ready to get back in the gym and get some get get toned again you guys because you know I was really surprised how quickly the weight came off after um Rowan was born but I'm still probably like I still got like 15 pounds to oh you look great probably like 10 pounds I was gonna say there's no way there's no way I actually like not that this matters none of it matters everybody's different and like how much weight you gain and don't gain or whatever during pregnancy is is up to you but it is a real mind fuck when you're pregnant um because, like, you are worried about how, how much weight you're gaining. Plus, when you have people in your life being like, oh, my God, your stomach is so big. It's just like. <gasps> Who said that? Michelle. <laughs> Michelle. So, um, but, you know, it's just, like, it really fucked with you with you mentally. And, like, there is a picture of me. It was the day before Rowan was born. Michael and I were in Norfolk at Menards. Michael took my picture. And we were showing it at Christmas. My brother-in-law was like, it looks like you're hiding something. Like, you stole something and, like, put it underneath your shirt. And I was like, it honestly does. Like, my stomach was fairly large. But, um... But, like, think of all the fluid and the baby. Like, I mean, there's, there's a, fucking a baby. lot in there. It's like, yeah. he, you know. So, when I checked into the hotel... Or the hotel, Jesus. The hospital, the day I to give birth, I had gained 35 pounds at that point. So, when I weighed... When I got... My, my appointment that I had with my doctor at my two-week postpartum, I'd lost, um, I think, like, 20 of that. So I had, like, 15. I was, like, still, like, 15 pounds you over look- what I had, you know, when I, before I had get, or before I got pregnant. Which, you know, I was technically, oh, this is, like, getting way too much. I was technically overweight before I even got pregnant because, like, you know, for my height and weight standards and all that I don't, I don't think that. But I'd like to just get back to where it was. The moral of this story, you guys, not that anybody cares, is my stomach is very flabby now because, obviously, I had a fucking baby in there. Yeah, it takes time. Yeah, and I'd like to get that not flabby anymore. Like, I had these um, leggings on the other day, and they were 
very pre-partum leggings, <laughs> and the muffin top was real, so I was like, we gotta... Gotta, gotta get this in, in yeah. check. Yeah, so... You know, and don't come at me with like, oh, you should just be so proud of yourself. You grew a human and you, your body is a wonderland and it's a miracle. Like, it is, but like also. Yeah, it's so like my stomach, how well, it Like you was. have to feel like it is great, but like you also want to like look in the mirror mm-hmm. and be like, you're fucking amazing. Yeah. And if that's not like where your standards are, it doesn't mean you have to like change yeah standards no i think a lot of it comes from like my time in the brink Corps. like we had to be within a certain height weight standard for i mean for four years that's all you thought about it's like if i if i gain more weight you gotta get put on fat platoon and i don't want to be on fat platoon so gotta get him to gym (laughs) you'd be joining me there so (laughs) so anyway um that's where I'm at right now. I'm getting back in the workout swing. It's been nice, so it's, it's nice to be outside, get some fresh air. It's good for my mental health, too, because, you know, being cooped up all day is, is rough. But um, Michael and I decided to take the weekend away, and we went to Omaha State. I had a free night at the Cottonwood. So you had a free night? I had so, so many points, hotel points. So Good for you. We just, you know. Isn't it fun? Decided to cash those in. I just, I needed to get away. Michael and I obviously hadn't really been place, any place since um, we went to Virginia last fall to see my mom. Yeah, you needed. Yeah, so we took the baby, went to Omaha, and we just, I said, I mean, obviously we have very low expectations. We can't do anything. It was cold, number one. And number two, we have a baby, so. And COVID is rampant. Oh, yeah. So I was like, well, let's just check in the hotel. We'll sit at the lot. So the, if you've never been to the Cottonwood, they have, like, a few bars there. So, like, the basement bar, and then there's, like, a restaurant down there. That's kind of, like, it's hopping and whatever. Mm-hmm. But yep. there is a bar in, like, the lobby area, which is mainly for people that are kind of, like, in limbo. Like, they, they just checked in, maybe want a cocktail, but then they're going to go out. It's more of, like, a transitional bar. And it's it's nice and cozy. Oh, so fucking nice. Yeah. Um, so we went, and so it's, like, 6.30, and um, we're having a cocktail. It's dark outside, so it feels like it's midnight. And there's not a lot of people in the bar, but there's people. There's a wedding at the hotel that weekend, so there were some people kind of going in and out. Um, but anytime Rowan would make a sound, I was like, we got to go. And I was like, Michael, it's 6.30. Like, I'm the first person to be like, why do those people have a baby in a bar? But not at 6.30. You know. After 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, I'm like, why you got that baby in a bar? Yeah, okay. I hear that. But like 6.30? No. <laughs> yeah. And it's not really a bar. It's like also, the hotel. Also, you're staying in the hotel. It's not like you're like out at like a bar bar at 6.30 with a yeah. baby in, you know, a city. Like you're you're staying there. Yeah. It's like if you were just having a cocktail at home. Yes. So we had a couple drinks down there by a couple. I we had two. So actually wow, a couple. I know. Crazy. I really I haven't really or I have not at all gotten drunk since the baby was born. And not that like I really have an inkling to, but like I'm just very conscious of like yeah. how much I'm drinking, obviously. Um so anyway, we had a couple drinks, went back up to the room, ordered some um pizza from this place called I think it was Noli's. And oh, yeah, I saw your post. And yeah. And you were eating it in bed, and it yes. looked amazing. Pizza was fucking delish. If you're in Boxer and Omaha, highly recommend. Um, M- Michael just went and picked it up. He just walked down there and got it and brought it back. And, uh, that was nice. Yeah. So we wanted to just, like, rent a movie and or watch a good movie and just, like, hang out and nothing crazy or whatever. Well, we couldn't get the Chromecast to work. So, like, you know, like, the, the, you, can ha- you can pull up a movie on your phone, cast it to the TV, and be good to go. Well, we couldn't get it to fucking work. Uh-huh. So we ended up just watching Bad Boys. 
And Sorry. I know. It's just like we went all the way to Omaha to watch Bad Boys in the hotel room. Yeah, but you had good pizza, a nice hotel. You yeah. had a couple of cocktails. You got away. Yeah. Got your, you know, it was probably kind of chill. It was exactly what I needed. I have been obviously very stressed and have had a lot of anxiety. You know, just had a baby and it's stressful trying to figure out how to keep her alive yeah. every single day. Um, so it actually also renewed a lot of like creativeness in, in me. Cause like if I highly recommend everybody go to stay at the Cottonwood because like the whole, like everything that they have there from like the carpet, the tiling, the wallpaper, the light fixtures, everything is just like inspirational. Like the trim that they have on the walls, like Pretty, everything yeah. is outstanding. So like when I was down there, I was just like taking pictures of shit and Max like, what are you doing? Like, why are you taking a picture of that baseboard? And I was like, well, I really like the way it looks like maybe we'll put that in our house. So just had a lot of inspiration to, like, you know, get back into the decorating and design Get some vision, yeah. Yes. And that's what I needed. Sometimes you just need to get get away and, like, get re-inspired to, you know, to life. Yeah. To do a Monday again. Yeah. Oh, you know? for sure. So then on Sunday, we went to the Air and Space Museum in Ashland. Yeah, how was that? It's actually really cool. Michael's been wanting to go for years, and I'm always just like, okay, bro, like, I don't want to go look at a bunch of airplanes. Not that I love a good museum, don't get me wrong. Right, but, like, you're like, how many airplanes are... Well, and, like, it's Nebraska. Sometimes, like, it kind of sucks to be, like, to say that those things about your own state, but you're like, you kind of have low expectations, to be honest, or I do. It was actually really fucking cool. It was a lot bigger than I thought it was. It's Um, huge. Yeah. And um, they have a, which, this was wild. So they have a 9-11 memorial at, in the museum for all of the Nebraska um, service members that died in the, an operation Iraqi and Enduring Freedom. And I had a classmate die. Um, he was in the Army. He died in 2007. And, um, you know, it's just like, you. it's one of these things. So he was in the Army. He died um, due to wounds that he sustained in Afghanistan. But it's wild to think, because, like, this person I saw, like, every day from, like, I was in second grade when I moved to Spalding. So from second grade to, he was a year older than me. So in second grade to when he graduated, so my 11th grade, I saw this person literally almost every single day. Mm-hmm. And then he died when I was in the Marine Corps. So, like, I wasn't obviously here for his funeral. And then, like, you know, it's sad and you think about it often. But then, like, you know, that was 2007. Well, it's been, like, 15 years have gone by. It's not that you don't think about him, but, like, it's not on the forefront of your mind every day. So then I was just, like casually strolling around the museum and like there's his picture it was like just really wild oh my god yeah so it's i highly recommend going if you if you haven't been there highly recommend going it was really cool i really enjoyed it cool good to know yeah so what have you been up to um not a whole lot you know i feel like my weekends are somewhat uneventful compared to yours so i that's the first thing i've done the first time i've done something and i'm like a year. Um, it sounds exciting. I've been like a recluse for the last... I, honestly, like every time I see someone that I haven't seen, or even if I have seen them since I had gotten pregnant, I just want to... I'm like... I just want to apologize to everyone. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry for like 2021. Like, just pregnant. <laughs> hey, and 2020 for that matter. I'm just going to apologize for it all. <sighs> yeah, no. Um, my house is officially, finally painted in its entirety. I never so, asked, what color did you paint the walls? Um, like, it's called Angora. So if you can imagine like, you know... A very light white gray. Like, just yeah. very plain. My so mom what was... what brand? Uh, I don't know. Did you get it locally? No. Okay. Sorry about it. Um, no, I just wanted... Because, like, the, like I, I do bear paint. Bear or Sherwin-Williams is, are two my, or my two. Bear is usually my preferred, but I think I got it at Menards, and I don't think they carry that brand. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So... For sure. Whatever theirs is. I don't know. 
my dad is a big advocate of bear paint. So don't, you know, if you want to do it right. I do. I really like bear paint. Yeah. But I didn't do it right. I got this kind. It was fine. But I, <laughs> I like the color. Um, kind of like lighter than these rolls even. Yeah. Like very, very light. Anyway, so it's all done. I spent most of, so Thursday night, I had to like move furniture. She came two and a half days last week. So yeah. like Tuesday night, I had to move furniture, moved it back. Then Thursday night, had to move furniture again. Mm-hmm. And then it was like kind of room by room. So then yeah. Friday night, I spent like all my night moving furniture and putting stuff back. And then you know how you like see stuff and you're like, oh my God, that was so freaking dirty. So I yes. spent all this time cleaning. And then Saturday, I ran to Grand Island. I got to see my grandma. She's doing fine, especially after the whole fraud. Saying <laughs> she's fine, but she's still a little upset about it. Um, <laughs> but she she has her money, so we're fine. Yeah, she's she got her money, got everything changed. She's maybe out two or three grand, but not the end of the world. Um, so yeah, got a visit with her, saw my nephews, and then came back, moved furniture again, Jeez. cleaned more. Sunday I worked, and then um, did some like, you know how you like, I had stuff like organized, but like I bought new like tote, not totes, but like file storage yeah. and all this, and kind of like reorganized my laundry space, and then I just started editing my house. Like I was like, why do I have this little like sign, Yep, you know? Why do I have this extra pair of sheets that aren't going on any of my beds? Yeah. And I ended up with a car full of shit that I no longer, it was no longer serving me any purpose in my life. I hear you. So I got rid of it and I dropped it off at Goodwill. That's exciting. Yeah. Feels good. I need to do it again. nothing more than that. I actually, um, if you guys don't follow Go Clean Co on Instagram, you need to. Okay. They, she'll inspire you to clean everything. Ugh. You guys, did you know that your dishwasher has a filter that should yeah. to get cleaned? Also cleaned that and my washing machine, like took the filters out, oh, yeah. took the blades out, like all the things. Yes. It's disgusting. It's it is super gross. Disgusting. So we actually had bought a dishwasher. For, it was, it's, we bought it from a lady that Michael's aunt knew because like we didn't have a dishwasher for a long time. And bus, we have hard water. We live out in the boonies. Like, you know, think, like it's just hard, hard, hard living out there on the prairie. Yeah, yeah you know? it's hard. Hard, so, hard, hard life. <laughs> we got this dishwasher, which this lady, it was like practically new. It was like only a year old, but this lady remodeled and she just bought all new appliances. So we're like, all right, great. Um, so I don't, I'm blaming this on her that she never cleaned out her filter. But it's just like it grosses you out when you think about yeah. the fact that like I didn't know a dishwasher had a filter until I started oh, yeah. following this Instagram account. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I have every week I have like some it has like multiple merge. filters. Yes. In it. Yeah. yeah. And it's gross. Yeah. So like, um, what did I purge? I purged something last week and I can't remember what it was. But it's just wild. It's wild. It's it's just like it's funny because it's like. You're, for me, there's nobody else that's like mm-hmm. hoarding this shit. Yeah. And I like will open a box and I'm like, what the fuck was I saving yes. that bag for? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just, you feel like a hoarder and things have val- more value to you when they're fresh. But yes. over time, they just by nature lose sentimental, emotional, financial, yeah. or monetary mm-hmm. value. And you're more likely to get rid of it. Yeah. So uh, my next project, 
is to like go through the like you know how you have like totes for like oh halloween decorations Mm -hmm. christmas i'm gonna go through there and i'm just gonna fucking purge every time i decorate for a holiday where like i've got totes that are stored away i donate a ton of shit because i'm like i don't want this anymore that doesn't serve me i can't repurpose it i can't do anything with Mm -hmm. it you know i just i'm ready to i'm yeah i'm just i need to go through and get rid of some stuff so It's been it's been a project. I also have a couple of couches, technically three couches for sale. If anybody's in, you know, in the in the market in the market for a couch, one yeah. of them's a high to bed. Hit me up on Instagram. You have to fucking come get it. Cause it's just me. <laughs> I I don't know what you want me to do. I can help. I will help carry if necessary. But yeah, you're gonna have to come get it. I'll give you a hell of a deal. Yeah. I, I just want them out of the house. So. I agree. That's, like, one thing that I'm excited for this year is, like, I really want to get new furniture for, for our living room. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, everybody just wait. Wait and see. Wait yeah. And see. Th- I mean, that's what I'm doing. I'm moving stuff around, getting yeah. rid of old stuff, and it, it feels good. It does. It feels good. It really does. You know, before we hopped on here, or was it, God, was I just saying that about the couch? No, you guys, I was just saying that. <laughs> Yeah, I just said that. I, I I was just saying about how the cottonwood inspired me, and I thought we were going to have this conversation before we started recording. <laughs> anyway. The, well. <laughs> you guys, I... I, I am not drinking, but Danny but is. I am. <laughs> anyway. Tell um, us what we're drinking this week. Okay, but i got to finish my thought. My thought was that be, after I saved the cottonwood and I was so inspired by all the things, I realized that like I'm no longer waiting around for... You know, until X, Y, and Z to happen before I have, like, a nice living room or a nice yeah, house or whatever. Like, the shit's getting decorated. Shit's getting DIY'd. Like, we're, we're doing the things. I also think I've, like, really, in the past, like, year or two, because I've had so much time. <laughs> because I can't go out in public. So, Instagram. I feel like I really understand my, like, style yes. better now. And so I feel like I'm kind of like going through like that doesn't serve my style anymore. And I'm just like, get rid of it. Like, why am I holding on to this? Like, exactly. You know, it's so funny because like when we did, we replaced all the trim and not all, we're, we've been replacing all the trim in our house uh, since I moved in. And so it's just like really basic, like kind of like farmhouse trim we live on a farm, so I actually live in a farmhouse. Everybody, like, don't freak out. It's not trendy. Right. But then I saw the trim at the Cottonwood this weekend. I was like, I don't want this farmhouse shit. Like, I want, like, yeah. nice Like, trim. I'm very much into, like, that very classic, like, yeah. yeah. Yes. So, just everybody it, wait and see. It's so weird, kind of on the same line. Like, just changing the color in my house. Like, mm-hmm. it's so bright. It's much more classic and clean. Yeah. And, like... It's, I just feel like it's, it's more me now than what it was. Not that it was bad before. Like, Mm -hmm. my house is perfectly fine. It was just, the colors weren't quite, like, what I was looking Mm -hmm. for. Um, And it it was time for a refresh. And that's exactly how I feel in my space, is I feel refreshed, which is so weird. No, I hear you. And, like, I just want to throw this out there for everybody else. Like, don't be afraid to change. Like, if you painted an entire room and then, like... Like, six weeks later, you're like, I don't fucking like this. You do that all the time, which I'm like, I can't fucking do that because I don't know how to paint, but... Well, I'm just saying, like, for anybody out there, like, just, like, you know, obviously you need to buy samples, everybody, and fucking, like, sample that shit. I don't because I (laughs) I just, you know, I'm lazy. Excuse me, but 
I, it's whatever. not laziness. It's just determined to get it done. No, like, we not, live out what, of town, and so yes. it's like, I'm here. I'm going to buy the paint. This is the color. Like, you have to be more decisive mm-hmm. because you can't go home and sample it and then run back to the store the exactly. next evening and buy the paint. Like, it's exactly. a whole thing to go get it. Yes. But even if you do something and you're like, well, fuck, you know, you can read it. Like, yeah. you know, nothing's permanent. Nothing in life is permanent. So just, you know, you only live once. If Danny Tanner taught us anything, you could fucking drop dead at any second. So, oh, my God. That just made me really sad. I know, you guys. Bob Saget. Anyway, we are going off the rails. Yeah. This week's drink. Drink the week. Is that blood orange pomegranate champagne cocktail, which I am actually drinking. Again, it came in Jack Margarita, and Brenny is drinking a San Pellegrino. But it's pomegranate and black currant. If you guys are also doing a dry January... These are delicious. Brandy's doing a dry half January because she drank last week. I drank one time. I drank one time. It's the fucking 12th. I'm one, I'm 11 twelfths committed to this, okay? Like, I don't, I don't know what you want from me. I'm, I'm trying. Just, just you peer pressured me. Well, I'm, I'm back, bitches. <laughs> so anyway, this is, for this drink, it is a quarter cup pomegranate juice, a quarter cup Freshly squeezed blood orange juice from one medium blood orange, which I don't even think blood oranges are in season right now. So, um, you can get them. The Whole Foods had them a couple weeks ago, like oh. a shit ton of them. Okay, maybe they are in season. And then you need one teaspoon, sh- one teaspoon sugar per glass, which is optional, and then two cups of prosecco, um, and then blood orange slices and pomegranate arrows for garnish. So what you're gonna do is get four champagne flutes. Um, if they're chilled, all the better. The instructions say, divide juices between each glass, add sugar if you're using sugar, and stir until dissolved. And then fill the cups almost to the top with prosecco. Pour slowly because there will be fizz. Wow, this person's giving us detailed fucking instructions. <laughs> <laughs> Drop your arrows and top with an orange slice, and then enjoy. So we'll link this um, recipe in our show notes so you guys can make this. I had thought about, like, maybe trying to find this stuff, but obviously, like, we live in BFE. Yeah, I saw that after I picked this one, but... Did you? A little bit. But I picked it because it's kind of, it's like, it's red, and this week we are talking about friendship red flags. So I was trying to stay, like, on theme. I like to do that. You know what I'm saying? So eventually maybe in february when brandy's done with dry, dry january we'll, we'll be, be back, back to it. drinking yeah. the drinks of the week but in the meantime i have a cayman jack which is almost gone and i have another one you guys so buckle up <laughs> so like i said we are talking about friendship red flags this week and i think that it's kind of like a good time to talk about this not because people are out like making a lot of new friendships mm-hmm. right now i think that kind of happens Maybe when it's nicer out and you're out and about doing more activities. But I think it's, like, a good time, like, first of the year to kind of do, like, inventory. Yeah, like, edit your friends. Yeah, doing, like, a friend edit. You know what I'm saying? And I also think people are coming off of the holidays and they're just exhausted. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that these apply to friendships or, like, family members. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying to, like, get rid of your family members. I'm not, like, that you know, cutthroat Danny might be. Um, but I, I think sure just like relationship mm-hmm. red flags, but specifically we're focusing on friends right now. Well, you can have family members that are friends, you know, like I'm not talking about like your siblings, but like you've got cousins and shit that like, you know, you treat as friends. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I, you know, I'm cutthroat and I've cut some cousins out of my life. Like, <laughs> just because we're related by blood doesn't mean shit. Sorry about it. Yep. So I think that 
just to like stir us off here, I think that there are like two main things that you can rely on to kind of, that was her mukbang. Yeah. Uh, that you can like identify red flags by. The first is your intuition. Mm-hmm. And the second is like their traits that they're exhibiting. So have you like, what are some things from your intuition that you've like noticed when you're mm-hmm. around a friend or within friendships that you're like, this might be a red flag? Honestly, first of all, I just would like to say that I have very fucking good intuition. And anytime that someone, like, brings somebody around and they're like, oh, this this person's really great. And I was like, ooh. Like, I, like that's not to say a person's not great, but, like, maybe just not my, I like don't you, vibe it, with them. Yeah, I believe in vibes people yeah. give off. And I, I have said this since I was in high school. I get vibes from people and yeah. I tr- I believe everybody does. I think you just have to like hone in to mm-hmm. the way it's like the way people make you feel, yeah. the way they come across. It's just like energy yes. vibes. And I think that like you have to trust when you get when you get that feeling you yeah. just described, that is a red flag. Like yes. pay attention. Yeah, like you know, and just because like maybe like brainy vibes with someone and I don't Again, doesn't make that person a bad person. It just makes that person not for me. Exactly, and that's fine because, like, I'm not for everybody. I know that I know it's really hard for you guys. It's to like believe. Nebraska, we're not for everybody. <laughs> that is our same slogan. Now. <laughs> but you know, I know it's really hard for everybody out there to believe that not everybody would enjoy being around me all the time. I mean, like, I can't believe it either. Honestly, it's shocking. I know, but. <laughs> allegedly there are people out there that don't vibe with me, which is like their fucking loss. Exactly. So you, I think that's like the first instinct. Like if you meet someone and, and, and you, if you're not vibing, that's fine. If you meet someone two, three, four, five times and you're still not vibing, that person's not for you. People can have a bad day. People can have an off day. I hate, I hate the saying, uh, first, like, you know, like first impressions are important, which I'm not saying they're not, but like sometimes you got to give someone a second chance. Like, yeah, like you don't know. I totally agree. I think I kind of like the, you know, th- third time's a charm. Yes. Like if by the third time you're still not feeling it, then uh-huh. it go ahead and just edit that out. But like you don't know, maybe they had a shit day. Maybe yeah. they just broke up with a significant other. Like This you is don't a perfect know. example. When Michael and I first started dating, he was like, "Hey, my friends Brian and Teresa want to meet you. Let's go out for dinner." And I was like, "Okay." And I, at this point in my life, I really knew li- very little about Michael. I did not know these Brian, this Brian and Teresa couple. And so then, you know, we set this up like a week in advance. The day of, I come to find out, Michael used to date Teresa's sister. I know nothing I always about... always forget about that. Yeah, I know nothing about these people. I barely know Michael. And I'm like, what the fuck kind of shit is this? Like, is she just, like, trying to get some intel? Or, like, why? Like, I had no idea the dynamic. So I went to this dinner, and I'm, like, on guard. Because I was like, well, my boyfriend... Or this guy I'm just starting to see used to date your sister. Like... Like, your loyalty is to her. Yeah, like, are you cool with me? Like, I was, yeah. it was very weird... And so Teresa will even say, like, that first time that we met, she was like, Michael can't be with this girl because she's, you know, not it, you know. <laughs> and so... And look at me now. And now Teresa's one of my best friends. Brian and Teresa both are best friends. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously they've been Michael's best friends for a lot longer, but, like, 
we love them, we love each other, but that first night, it was, we were not vibing. A little rocky. Yeah, and I blame all of that on Michael for not giving me the fucking heads up that he used to date her sister. Should have, like, yeah, given you a little bit more background yeah. on that situation. For sure. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, so I think, again, first first impressions aren't always everything, but I think that, I think that you can tell a lot about another person by the vibes that you get from them. I think, too, um... And I'm talking, like, outside of first impressions because you can, like, vibe with somebody. I mean, how many of us, especially, like, as young people, met somebody and we were, like, super close with them for, like, six months or, you know, a certain period of time and then all of a sudden it just kind of fizzled out? Yeah. But I think of a lot of those relationships and they were, you know, surrounded by, like, partying or going out Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But I think relationships, like, ebb and flow – And have you ever had a friendship where, like, you'd spend time with a person and you were just, like, like exhausted after spending time with them? Unfortunately, I still have a few of those in my life that I can't cut out because they're, like, actual family members. (laughs) (laughs) You know who you are. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, no, like, for sure. And it's just, like, every time you're like, oh, God, we gotta do this tonight, you know, because... You know, Sally's going to be there and fuck my life, you know. But sometimes you do have to take one for the team and just take yeah. it. What I am so thankful for is that my friends, their partners get along with Michael and vice versa. Like, Michael's friends, their partners get along with me. Because I always think about, like, if I had to continually go to things with people that I didn't like because Michael was friends with their husbands, I would want to, like, poke out my eyeballs. Like, there's nothing more painful to me then going someplace continually knowing that like, oh, I got to get a lot. I got to go hang out with Sally because Michael likes Tim and, you know, but Sally's a fucking wet blanket. Right. You know, I, so I think, yeah, like you have to just. I think that I've experienced two versions of this. One is like with a friend, you know, with friends or a friend mm-hmm. that like I love and care about and would like, they're always going to be my friend. But in that time of their life they were just like they needed so much from me that I like couldn't give back to them and it was like it wasn't really their fault or my fault but it just like it wasn't jiving yeah at the time and so that's kind of like a red flag to me not to like edit that person out but just like maybe to scale it back like I just kind of need my space for a little bit but the other like have you ever been around somebody that like this is a red flag for me or exhausting for me when you're around somebody and they're so like like fake almost like they're not real with you and it's like it's exhausting like their life is so perfect they have nothing nothing bad about anything like oh just so hashtag blast okay so am i like i'm so great this is how everything is perfect um like i i'm just so smart i'm excelling at my job Mm -hmm. like oh, look at this big new house I bought. And, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm super happy for my friends when when that happens. Yeah. Um, but when I feel like they're not being, like, just, like, it's all surface level. And, it, like, you can't, like, go any deeper than that. Yes. It's, like, all surface level perfection. And Talk I just it. want, like, it, that to me is exhausting. Look, we all live great lives. We're all alive right now. So yes. in, in essence, like we are living a great life. Like you're alive. We sh- you should be thankful to be alive, whatever. 
But that doesn't mean that I'm not fucking annoyed because, you know, Michael left his fucking underwear on the, on the floor for like the fifth day in the row. Or, and he unleashed on him. Yeah, or like I haven't had five seconds to myself or work is rough this week or we have no groceries and I'm fucking hungry and if I have to eat fucking a cheesy no beans for the fifth day in the row, I'm going to fucking murder no another person. Did you ever go to Amigos? Oh, I love the cheesy. Yeah, I get like no beans. I do like to make them at home with beans sometimes. That's like my favorite like go-to junk food at my house. Oh, yeah. For sure. I've been making a cheesy no beans since I was I'll never forget when they started putting (laughs) beans in the cheesies. And I was on my way. I think my mom was driving me to like some freaking modeling class or something and they gave me a cheesy with beans and i fucking wept in the back seat because i was so distraught Honestly, I it was traumatic <laughs> like i remember that moment in my life and i was like the world is ending i fucking, fucking cheesy with beans now i love it but yeah. no i i've honestly um as an adult never had the beans i think i they've given me the beans as a kid and i was pissed about it like i want a cheesy no bean and you better you best believe even as an adult, I go through the Amigos drive-thru and order myself a fucking cheesy no Try bean. it with the beans. Just one time, try it with beans. Okay. They're ranch. Mm, so good. I will. I'll do that for you sometime. But yeah, no, I, I think... Palette. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to the, the point of that story was, everybody's got shit. Like, no one's life is fucking no. perfect. And I'm not saying you gotta complain all the time, but God, sometimes right, you just want to go to your friend and be like, I, you know, like, I know I got a good life, but fucking anything. Like, I just want to, like, slit someone's throat this week. Yeah, and, like, I think it's exhausting to sit there and have to be, like, you're so great, your life is so great, that's so great to hear, Mm -hmm. I love that everything is so great and perfect, because it just, like, that's exhausting to me, and I don't know, and, and I don't contribute to anything, I'm so uncomfortable to, like, be real with that person that I'm just, like, I clam, like I clam up, walls yeah. go up. I don't want to engage, and it's I'm just like mentally exhausted. Yes. from it because no one's life is perfect. I mean, it might be perfect like to them, but God, like I don't know. Like, this but I, like- but I don't know. Like sometimes I'm like, is it coming from like a point of like intimidation or like mm. they're you know they're insecure? Oh, for sure. Or what it is, but like that I'm just like, thought. but I, but that I'm just like don't. Please, for the love of God, yeah. Tell me you shit your pants last week. <laughs> like let, let like let's let's be real. Like I, yeah, I just can't. No, I hear you. It to me, it that would be my first thought is like they're insecure, so they're trying to like just like talk themselves. It's like the but then it's that- like you get in your head like, what are they insecure about? Why would they feel like that? What am I doing that's making them feel like that? And that's where my head is going the whole time that they're. Talk, like talk you said that glazed look over your eyes. You're like, so I'm like, you're so great, you're so great, and I'm like, why is this happening? What am I doing wrong? In my head, like yeah. it's awful. Honestly, it's just like those people that like post their relationship status on Facebook, like how fucking happy they are with their partner. But like you just saw them at the bar, like having a knockout, drag down fight, like <laughs> pulls a gun on one another, and you're like, what the fuck? You're like that wasn't so good last week. Yeah, and you just want to comment, be like, remember, like you know. Oh, my favorite thing is speaking of since we're like you know talking about like. Uh, relationship red flags, friendship red flags, and cutting people out. My favorite thing is I have this person in my life who is always in a toxic relationship with a man. Always, 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 always. To the point that one time she found out her man was cheating. So she put a naked picture of him on Facebook. And be like, Boom. if you see this guy, like, he's a cheater. 
and then got back together with him. Ma'am, you can't do that. No, you put his you put his naked ass on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You're done. You look crazy. You look <laughs> crazy. Yep. <sighs> I I think that those are kind of the big ones. The other one, uh, back to the, like the feeling of exhaustion. I think it's okay to be like exhausted after spending time with your friends because you're exhausted from laughing or you're exhausted yeah. from like having so much fun. But when you're like mentally or emotionally exhausted, like drained, and that energy isn't replaced with like happiness or you know fulfillment of any type, mm. then that's when it's a red yes. flag. But I think the last thing is like when you yourself are just like outwardly making excuses not to hang out with somebody, that's a red flag coming from you that like, just stop. Yeah. Just say, hey. Yeah. And you know, I do want to just say that, first of all, uh, two things. Hopefully I will remember both of them. First of all, I, as introverts, as just in general people, it, it sometimes it is just exhausting to be around people. Yeah. That's not necessarily a red flag, so you need to be aware, like, hey, maybe you're just fucking tired from being around people. But number two, it's okay that you and this person that you were great friends with at one point in your life, like, have moved on and, like, grown apart. Like, you don't have to, like, hold on to these relationships for dear life. Like, sometimes it's okay to, like, just see that person in the grocery store and be like, hey you know, Sally, good to see you. How you doing? How's the kids? And then, and then, you know, maybe catch them in the bar once a year and have a drink. Like you don't have to like continually like hold on to these relationships just because at one point they meant so much to you. Yeah. I think it's fine just to be like, Hey, how are you doing? Good to see you. Like yeah. done. That's it. That's no the extent. Feelings. Yeah. But if you get someone in your life that's like fucking needy and like calling you all the time, like wondering why you're not friends and all, I don't know, like why you don't talk so much, that's a person you don't need in your life anymore and you need to fucking get them out. Well, and I think too, it's like if you can't just be like, you know what, I'm not really feeling up to hanging out with you tonight or today, I'll reach out if I'm, when I'm filling up for it. Yeah. And like, that's it. Yeah. If, if they want to have a conversation about like why you always, you know, if it was somebody you were super close with and you're like ghosting them and they want to talk about it, I would say definitely talk about it. But I think if it's just like not working, it's not working. Yeah. And if you can ghost, just ghost. It's way easier that way. (laughs) Um, what about like things that people like actually do that you've noticed? I don't know. I had like two came in Jack Margaritas and now I'm just <laughs> over here in La La Land. Like, I think you were kind of getting like into it when people only reach out to you when they like want something. Oh my God. Those are people I don't talk to. You guys. It's exhausting. Look, I have, I have a really good group of friends. Like, and I have a very diverse group of friends too. Like, and I could talk to them every single day or I could talk to them once a year and we'll still have the same friendship because like, it shouldn't, your friendship should not be reliant upon like how many times you, a week or a day or a month you talk. I, it's like, it's quality over quantity. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're calling me about shit, like, please don't. Like I have, I, I have like in my head, I have these arbitrary rules. Like Brandy and I are really good friends. Brandy is an attorney. I'm not calling Brandy for legal advice unless I'm paying her. You know, I'm also have a friend that's a nurse. I'm not calling her for medical advice unless she is my nurse at the respective facility that I'm going to. Because if someone's calling me for like fucking, I don't know, like reselling 101 advice, I'm going to fucking send you a bill. And like, honestly, I have friends who reach out to me and like, you know, 
it's like, I just think that's like part of being a friend, helping one another Mm -hmm. out. Do I have friends who have also been clients? Yes. But at the same time, like the people who are like, I don't ever feel like my friends contact me and just like expect me to help them for like, like free, legal free. Advice. they're always, you know, they're always like, let me, you know, let yeah. me know, which sometimes I, you know, like, I'm just like, whatever, yeah. buy me a drink. Which I mean, time. like I should caveat this minute, like Brittany is my attorney. So like, you know, when I, I wasn't going to say that cause you know, you know, confidential <laughs> things, but you know, like, but when I come in here for Brittany's legal, you know, her, her professional opinion, she sends me a fucking bill, which I pay, you know, like, right. And it's like, you like you understand that like hey if I'm engaging your services I'm going to do that like by calling your office number and making a point an appointment versus yeah. like texting me at 11 30 p.m <laughs> on a Saturday night when you're out at the bar like like oh speaking of hey and I haven't heard from you in and, six years and, and I'm like hi we're not friends yes I think that makes all the difference too is like you need to be aware of of the status of your relationship, you know, like it is honestly, I don't give a shit when my friends reach out. Like I love my friends and I'm happy to help, yeah. but it's like the people who I'm not truly friends with. Like you went to high school with this person, talked yes. to them one time in high school, and they're like, friends. "Hey, I have this problem," and I'm like, "Cool, here's my office number." Yeah, this is my rate. I mean, honestly, because I, I mean, there's all kinds of liability issues. And oh, I'm yeah. like, I'm not answering a legal question on Facebook Messenger. Like, what? But get her liquored up at the bar on Saturday. She might give you some Honestly, <laughs> Honestly, even then, I mean, that's same thing. Like, if people are like, hey, I got this thing. I'm like, hey, I've been drinking. And I would prefer if you just called me Monday. Because I'm going to forget that you and I have this conversation. Yeah. I'm, I, you just have to tell people. But that's irritating. It is. And and I think that is, like, a good point. Like, you need to be upfront and honest and don't... I mean, like, you don't have to be a dick by any means, but be honest. Like, look, I'm, I'm not in the, in the capacity, especially if you've been drinking, I'm not in the capacity to give you any sort of professional advice right now. Plus, I charge for this kind of thing. So, like, please call me in my Yeah. I think the other thing... I don't know if you've ever, like, been in a group with somebody I'm going to call them a toxic person that like tries to isolate you from other friends yes I have it is it is wild when it's like happening live with one oh god yeah I think it's wild when it's happening to you because you initially I always think oh they just want to like spend one-on-one time with me and da 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 and I think like my best friend like we're a group Mm -hmm. and like there are times that like I spend one-on-one time with them like each yeah. of them individually and I would hope that none of the others feel like awkward or upset that I'm spending one-on-one time and maybe they weren't invited like it's nothing personal we no. all have to like you know foster and and do with those relationships I know that they spend time one-on-one without inviting me and it's yes. like totally fine I have like this is I have a, a group of girlfriends there's four of us collectively that we all hang out as a group more often than not, but we all also hang out individually too. And like, I've never felt like, oh, if there were like two of them are hanging like, out. Like, oh, I saw them at the brewery and they didn't call me. Yeah, if I saw them at the brewery and like I popped in, I was like, oh, hey, where's my fucking seat? Like, I just like popped my ass down. Right. Look, this is the other thing too. I want everybody out there to remember that like, number one, 
the world does not revolve around you, even though it's very sad to think about. But sometimes it just so happens that these individuals happen to be at the same place at the same time and you come in late. So it looks like maybe they were there without you, but for all you know, they were all there just on their own and saw each other there. So they're not going like, to just like sit at different tables because they didn't show up together. But also I think the point is, is like, even if they were there alone, it it's okay. Yeah. Like it's totally okay that and they I, didn't invite you. Yes. And I think that it's just like, it's so important for, in those scenarios, if you are the kind of person that feels like, hey, I feel like my friends are leaving me out. And what you need to communicate. Yeah. Because your relation, your friendships are just as important I mean, as your relationships. Let me rephrase. If I'm like in a group of six and the five are getting together and I'm not included, read the room. Yeah. You are getting excluded from that situation. <laughs> raise the issue but if it's like a couple of times here and there who cares yeah for sure like i just think that like you i agree you have to read the room and you also if you feel like you're being excluded you need to also do like a little self-assessment when they ask you to go out in the past have you been saying no have you said no for a significant amount of time it, because people get tired of that shit. You keep saying, telling me no, I'm going to stop inviting you. Yeah, you want to flake out, they'll flake out on you. Fine, that's great. Which, I mean, like, again, if, you know, you got some issues going on and you want to go, but, like, you keep saying no, just be honest. Be like, look, I want to go and I want to hang out with you guys, but right now i got X, Y, and Z going on that's really causing me a lot of, like, mental stress, and I just can't right now. A little a little truth, a little communication goes a long way, mm-hmm. everybody. But then if you, but if you just got some shitty-ass friends... That's a different story. Yeah. But I think that sometimes I've, I think this has happened with, this happens with girls a lot and especially younger girls. Like there might be a new girl to the mix mm-hmm. or somebody trying to like assert herself as the queen bee. Mm-hmm. And she, she tries to like get you away from the group to foster a relationship with you, but she's doing it in a way that's not like, that's not the intent. The int- intent is that she's like talking shit about yes. the other girls and trying to get you to not like them. Yeah. And you're like, oh, did they say it? Like, they're like the shit stirrers. Yeah. They're the ones that the drama is following because they're starting the drama. Look, you guys, if you have a friend that's talking shit about your other friends behind their back, they're talking shit about you behind yeah. your back. As, I mean. They, they know. Yeah. It's, you're not, you're not fucking special. No. The shit talking get you know it goes both ways. So I think that's something to keep in mind too. And also, I just like a little like caveat to all that. Like you do need to be mindful about who you're sh- talking shit to. Like, again, I don't think that anybody should be talking shit about other people, but it happens. Like we're all fucking human. We're all, like, yeah, we're human. Gossip. I think gossip is normal. I also think we all have like opinions of things, but I always try to. I might say things differently mm-hmm. to like a friend, like. So it sounds like I'm talking shit. But at the end of the day, like if somebody was like, hey, I heard you said this. I have no bones about saying, you know what? I did say that. Like everything, I can't say 100% of the time because I'm not perfect. I would say 90% of the time if I'm talking shit, I would have no problem if that person was standing behind me when I said it to turn around and look them in the eye and say the same thing. Exactly. Maybe politer. This is, that's just what drives me nuts about a lot of things, but especially more specifically in my head of thinking about a certain group of people, but I'm not going to say it out loud, (laughs) um, that they talk shit, but none of them would say it to 
anybody's face, not just my face, but anybody's face. And it's just like, I don't understand that. Like, if you're not, if you're not going to say it to my face, please don't say it behind my back. Yeah. But if you are going to say it behind my back to one of my friends, my friends, please don't tell me. What other people say about me behind my back is none of my business. Yeah, you, you are like that. Yeah, I don't need to know. But this, I feel disloyal to, like, if somebody said something about my friend that I knew wasn't true, I, frankly, even if it was true, if I was close enough, I would, I don't think I'd have a problem going to my friend and being like, hey, I was talking to so-and-so and like, I would, I don't know that I would like quote them and what yeah. they said, but they weren't saying very nice things about you. For me, it, it would de- definitely depend on what they were saying. Yeah. Uh, but if it was like, you know, Sally being at, at the bar being like, oh, Danny's a bitch. I'm like, well, Danny is a bitch sometimes. So that's not, that's not untrue. Um, well, so and, I would. And that like. With that example, I also think I'm capable of, like, filtering. Like, yeah. if somebody was, like, Danny's a bitch, I would be, like, well, what did you do to her yeah, to make her like, react that way yeah. towards you? But and like, I, guess I it, can defend you, but I'm and I'm not going to go tell you. Yes, and that. that's yeah. exactly it, too. It's, like, sometimes, like, you just need to, like, have my back and then, like, just be, like, all right, well, whatever. But, like, if this was, like, literally like my best friend, like, if, like, let's just say... Like, if know, somebody was, like... So I'm not trying to put bad juju out there, but if somebody was like saying that, you know, there was something wrong in your relationship with mm-hmm. Michael or like, so, you know, something like big or major yeah. or that you had done something that was like unsavory, for example, mm-hmm. I would tell, I would tell you that. Well, here's a perfect example. A few years ago, there was a big scandal in, in the community of, of where we live about some money issues and without getting too into it. The, the the story behind it was is I started it and the person that actually got caught doing it learned it from me. And I I just had a laugh because I know that's not true. And anybody that knows me knows that that's not true. And for the people that told me about it, which was fine because obviously like they didn't know that I wouldn't want to know something like that. But like I just have to laugh about something like that because like literally in my opinion, there's nothing that I could say that would make the person that's spreading those lies believe me. Right. Because if they're spreading the lies, they they don't give a shit what I actually yeah. what's actually true. So I think that is also important when you're with friends or you have friends or you're finding new friends. If they're spreading shit like that about other people. Like crazy shit. And there yeah. are people who say crazy shit and you're like, that's not real. Yeah. That's not real life, people. So yeah. That's I mean, a red flag. It is a red flag, you guys. You need to be mindful about the people that are around you. I think just like... Kind of to wrap this up, some other like situations when people, when you meet people and they're like in too deep too quick. Like they're like, oh my God, we're best friends, posting your picture with them on Instagram or Facebook. They are like inviting themselves into your house, like wanting to text you and be with you 24 7. And we're talking friend, not relationship. That is suffocating and a red flag. You guys want to know a fun fact? Like, I think it would be really hard for me to... Not that I don't want to make new friends nowadays, but, like, if I had a friend like that, that is too much. Mm-hmm. I, we're adults now. If you're texting me every day, we're not compatible. Because I, there's nobody I talk to every day besides my husband. Yeah. And that's because he lives in the same house as I do. Because if he didn't, you best believe we would not be talking every day. Right. Okay. So, like, if you are a type of friend that needs to talk to me every day, we are no. We, there's. It's too much. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. And that's why maybe there are people out there that need to. Need, there are other people out there that want a friend that talks to them every day. Well, and that's not me, you guys. Don't yeah. Be my like, friend. I think it's like at different stages. Like to me, 
maybe I was like that with my best friends when I was 21 because I was immature and so were they and we were like relying on one another and we had nothing else to do. Yeah, what the hell else were you guys going to do? You're like, okay, what are we going to wear today? What bar are we going to go to? What fucking salad are we going to eat? You know, whatever the hell you sorority chicks were doing back in college. Not good. Nothing good. (laughs) Nothing good. But yeah, like at 34 or 35, you're like, I, I got shit to do. Yeah. Lots of shit. Yeah. So I, that's like love bombing. And sometimes bombing. that shit is laying on my couch, not talking to anybody. Yeah. Sometimes it's in oh, silence. Yeah. <laughs> Don't the TV. It's I'm a just, mental health day. I'm just laying there and staring at the ceiling. <laughs> it, it, I, I just think love bombing is such a, Oof. such a thing. Yeah. Um, I, we already talked about like friends who only call when something's wrong. That's exhausting. Yeah. Um, also friends who only invite you to do things that like is well known that you don't like to do. Yeah. Have you ever had somebody who would just like kept inviting you to do the thing and you're like, when I've always told you I fucking hate this. Yeah. Like I have no interest like doing any of that. None. I want to give a specific example, but I'm not going to because I would definitely out the friend. But like, look, I'm not interested. Love you. You want to go get cocktail? Look, if you want to be my friend, invite me to drinks. Okay. I don't want to go to your house and drink a fucking Dr. Pepper. If there's not fucking booze involved, I'm not coming. Okay? But, like, and to be fair, though, that's not true because we have hung out without drinking. Well, like, Rarely. I'm just Rarely. But we, <laughs> yes, have. we have. we have. But, like, there are other things to do with you that would align with your interests that mm-hmm. you would be perfectly happy doing. But when it's like, oh, come pick up, like... I don't know, like, let's pick up dog shit in my yard. I'm not into it. No. Stop inviting me to pick up the dog shit in your yard. You know I what I mean? I like, really hope someone has asked you to do that. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, there are yeah, times sure. when you're just like, why would you invite me of to do people, this? you know? Like, and that's fine that you have certain friends that you call, or you invite to do certain things. Like, Brittany, I'm not asking you to come out to my house sometime when I know that, like, Michael's doing a cattle drive. So I'm just, you know, I know that's not really, we're not doing that together. Right. Like, and that is a social thing for people yeah. to do that. And I would not be somebody you would call to participate. No. I'm, maybe once just for like a life experience, like yeah. checked it off the bucket list, but yeah, don't. Yeah. Don't. And that's it. And honestly, if somebody called me, like, hey, you want to come over? We're having a cattle drive. I'm giving that. That's a fucking hard no for me, dog. But I think, too, of like, you know, I have friends who obviously I'm doing dry January, but I have friends who are sober and like sobriety to them is super important Mm -hmm. and a life choice that they make. And I'm super supportive of that. But I wouldn't invite them to like meet at a bar. Mm -hmm. Like I know that, hey, like you're not drinking now. So let's. Let's go grab a coffee. Yeah. Like, do you want to go on a walk? Like, there are other things I can do with them that keep them in, keep their interests mm-hmm. in check. But I'm also interested in. So, yeah. I just, if you have friends who are constantly asking you to do things that only align with their interests, it's not a friend. I agree. Totally. Um... Have you ever had somebody who, like, just critiqued you? Like, either said, you're not available, you're not understanding, you're not nice enough. Like, just complained about you? Uh, yeah. Have you met me? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Now that you mention it. No, I'm just joking. Look, one of my um, flaws, I guess, or traits, depending on how you look at it, is I am 
I don't believe in beating around the bush. So I'm going to be honest with you. Like, if I think that, like, you said a word wrong or, like, which drives my husband insane. Um, or, I don't know, you have a fucking booger hanging out your nose. Like, I'm telling you that shit. Yeah. Like, I'm not beating around the bush. I don't have time to... I, and I'm try, not trying to do any of this as an asshole. You know, I'm not, like, being like, oh, it's, like, you know, it's it's came in, not come on. You know, it's, you know, it's shit like that. It, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I don't want you to go around the world sounding like an idiot. Yeah. And so that's why I correct people's grammar. And I hope people do that to me in return. Nobody does, though, because I'm perfect. <laughs> but, <laughs> and that's not true, you guys. I, just don't, I honestly don't know why people don't do it back to me, because I would appreciate it. But, you know, like, yes, I've had people that, like, literally are just like, I don't want to hang out with you more because, like, you're kind of an ass. But I think, I mean, I can see where it would come across that way. But getting to know you more as mm-hmm. your friend, I genuinely know you're not trying to be, like, arrogant or know-it-all-y. Like, you, you just... I'm trying to save you being embarrassed. Yeah. Because, as we all know, my biggest thing in life is, like, I think that everybody should be included because I know what it's like to be excluded and I don't want anybody walking around here like an asshole. With, with like a booger hanging yeah. out their nose. Because that's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. I don't think that people should have to be embarrassed in life. Like, I'm pretty sure be... I've had boogers. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I mean, like, shit happens. Sometimes I have stuff in my teeth, you know, like, but what about you? I mean, like, did you, has, has that happened to you? Manana. I think, like, I can think back to, like, oh, you're, like, you never, I just think when you're younger and you're, like, starting relationships, when people are, like, oh, you hang out in your boyfriend all the time, or, like, you never come here anymore, I feel like out, like, living back here, that's probably, like, I never see you anymore, and I'm, like, well, like, I'm the same distance from you that you are from me kind of thing, so that's, that's a difficult pill to swallow. Um, Look, relationships are a two-way street. So if mm-hmm. someone's coming at you with, like, I don't see you anymore, or you don't call me anymore, well, do you call I me? Yeah, I'm like, my, you have my phone number, yeah. too. And I think what I think is really shitty is because you're single and have no kids, you're expected to just be available, but you have a fucking life. I have a life. That I also have a life that like, don't... Like, I haven't been home... Like, I literally have been home, do like, doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, just have a weekend to myself where I didn't have to, like, work or do something else in months. Yeah. Like, I literally haven't had a weekend where I just fucked off for yeah. a weekend. Exactly. And like, so, I'm always gone. I'm always doing something. In my opinion, people make time for the things that are important to them. Mm-hmm. So, if your friends are important, you make the time. And then, I'm not, again, back and to what I said before. I need to do better. I can make more time and I need to. But that doesn't mean that you have to talk to these people every month. It could be once or twice or three times a year that you get together. Yeah. Because when I think about it, like, the people that are most important to me in my life, like, you know, my family and my close friends, some of them I only see five to six times a year. And that doesn't mean that I hate them or don't think about right. them. There's some it, of the people you love the most. Yeah. Yeah. But it's literally like life just gets away from you. So if you come at me with like, oh, I never see you anymore. Well, bitch, pick the phone. Okay. <laughs> I love it. We're, we live in the time of FaceTime. You want to see me? Give me a call. Yeah, honestly, though. Oh, but schedule that shit. Don't just fucking call. Well, yeah. actually, so it depends on who you are. Sometimes I like a fucking like sneak attack yeah, FaceTime. Yeah, like I said, oh, hey. My yeah. mom does that to me sometimes. Oh, I, I love FaceTime. 
And then sometimes she, like, doesn't mean to. And she's like, oh, like, you can FaceTime in me. I'm like, you just FaceTime me, Tracy. Oh, Tracy, I am not pregnant, so I'm waiting for our little drinking getaway. Yeah, sure. Or- I'm sure she's ready. Well, let's wait till February because I'm probably going to need a cocktail for that. Just the last couple of things, and we've already talked about this, like breaking boundaries, like requesting personal favors. Everybody's been victim of that. Um, And then just like friends who view you as competition. I don't always think that's like a red flag. Sometimes it's good to have like friendships that are like slightly competitive Mm -hmm. in nature to kind of help push one another. But when it like starts crossing into like a unhealthy thing, when that's all the friendship, it's like your frenemy, right? Yeah. I I'm not into that. I'm not into frenemies either, but I will say this, like, um, I view our friendship and I have a couple other friends that are like this too that have like really good careers as competition. It's but like more motivation I should say than competition. It's more of like I see you out here getting it done. Like I want to also make sure that like my work ethic and like what I'm doing with the value that I'm providing during my work day is up to par. So, like, if I only had friends that were, like, I don't know, dishwashers, not not shitting on people in dishwashers, but, you know, That's like... a hard job. Working at Renzo, all that stuff. Like, I wouldn't feel as motivated, I don't think. So I think, like, yeah, I think it's good to have, like, people you admire or look up to. I don't know why you would think that. <laughs> My work ethic. <laughs> I always died laughing when you said that, but... I Like, I know what you mean. Yeah. I think it's good to have friends that you like push you to like yes. do better or want to do better and like but also are like rooting for you mm-hmm. like for sure and they you know both ways like you know kind of your yeah. girl power shit yes. i'm into it yeah i for like sure. that for sure anything else about red flags you want to add danny we kind of maybe went on some tangents there but i will just say it's okay to cut people out of your life like in that you don't have to be a dick about it like I'm very specifically thinking about this one person in my head that I no longer speak to at all and will probably never speak to this person again if if I have anything to say about it. And that's fine with me. Like, you don't, people don't have to like you and that's fine. People, you know, like, like Kat Von D said, you could be the juiciest peach in the fucking basket and someone still hates peaches. Yeah. Like, so everybody is not for everybody and you just really need to protect your own space and your own like for me mental health is super fucking important so i would i protect my mental health more than i protect anything else in my life like more than i protect my marriage like the, my mental health is so important to me so i mean in that aspect i think it's okay to like just kind of find your life that are just no longer serving their purpose they're probably still good people you don't have to wish them ill will you don't have to like fucking like kick them in the ass on the way out you can just like politely shut the door and be like no thank you yeah and i like back to kind of just like taking a break from friendships or cutting back like you don't always have to like go cold turkey or just totally cut them out if they're like not permanently toxic but maybe temporarily toxic on some level like just take a little break it's okay to have like little breaks in friendships yeah for sure I think it's healthy. Yeah. I agree. Sometimes, you know, like, and sometimes you as a person just need a little break. Yeah, like, I get it. People probably need a fucking break from me. That's why we gave you all of December, everybody. I just can't imagine why why anybody would want a break from me. I'm just like, fucking (laughs) Just a gem. I really am. (laughs) I know I'm not. My parents tell me all the time. (laughs) My parents lie to me, so. Anyway, you guys, that's it for today. 
Friend us on Instagram if that's what it's called. Follow us, not friend us, whatever. <laughs> Guys, it's been a week. It's yeah. Wednesday. We will. We don't want to be your friendship red flag. We want to be your friendship green flag. Yes. And yeah. so follow us. Um, Share the podcast with all your yeah, friends. Yeah, rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts especially. That's It's kind of getting big again where podcasts need to get some ratings. I yes. think it died off for a bit, but we would love your five-star review. Um, yeah, anything less than five stars, we don't want it. Yeah, go to hell. Yeah, But we would off. take your five-star reviews. <laughs> on both platforms, we would love, love, love it. Tell your friends. Tell your moms. Tell your grandmas. Yeah, d- we just, are definitely just don't tell my grandmas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, catch you next week. Love you, miss you. Bye. Bye.